Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gaming Hub. We're here with a special bonus episode uh, here at E3, and we've had a chance to do a lot of uh, getting hands-on with games and doing some interviews as well. We've been working to get those up on YouTube quickly, so you get a chance to see the video version of those interviews, but we wanted to also do an audio version, uh, a bonus episode, so you get a chance to listen to those interviews all kind of in one shot. And uh, here's talk about the games a little bit that we got to play. So uh, you'll be listening to this sometime after E3 is done. And uh, also, just real quick, I'm joined by Steven. Uh, these days are long. It's Graham's turn to get caught up on sleep, so he is currently doing that. So uh, lucky Graham. But uh, we're here to talk about some cool games. Steven, how are you doing? <laughs> I am tired. Yeah. Um, and that little jelly of Graham. No, um... <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed the games we're going to talk about, so I'm yeah. I'm perfectly fine with perfectly fine with staying up. Yeah. But words might be hard because you know <laughs> they are long days. Well, we're going to get through this best we can because we have, uh, if not the best, we're as close to that. And first, though, I want to talk about a game that uh, we got to see on uh, on Tuesday here, and we didn't get hands on with it. Nobody did, but we got to see an extended version of gameplay from uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. And I'm about you, dude. I, I've liked the Lego games for a long time. I think that they're a great change of pace type game. They're also really cool. They're much more immersive than sort of meets the eye when you first glance at it. And uh, there's much more to those games. And they can be really fun and challenging and and you get to kind of relive the tales of some of your favorite movies and stories. So awesome, right? And we saw this game. Uh, I want to see if you agree, but I think this is one of the deepest Lego games we've ever seen with more possibilities and more things you can do than we've ever seen in one of these games before. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So, um, go ahead. yeah, they, they, uh, so all not, it's the Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, which means all nine, uh, Skywalker movies will mm -hmm. be there. That means no Solo or Rogue One, unfortunately, um, or like Clone Wars or any of that stuff. Uh, it's possible. I'm just spitballing. Maybe it could come as like a DLC expansion later, but right now it's just the Skywalker movies. Uh, but so like you can play through the campaign, at least based on what we saw and what we kind of inferred from hearing the people and then the interview that Tyler will plug in and you'll get to listen yep. to that. Uh, but Based on, on that, it's, it seems like so you can play through all the movies like in the normal story mode like like before, though some of the gameplay has changed. Like, for instance, you can now use the Force on, like, anything if you're playing as, you know, a Force user rather than just, you know, like, set items. And you can kind of manipulate stuff. It's kind of – it's really fun. But the really cool thing is you can go back and you can play in, like, an exploration mode where you can go explore all the different, you know – planets in the the you know in the outer rim and the inner rim you know and we saw was it oh, shoot it's, like location wise yeah what was we, the we were on tedwing oh yeah yeah see tired <laughs> tired and we landed there, there's three there are three different locations there we landed at anchor yeah 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 so and like and he just kind of explored and there was like uh so you could redo like missions 
right? But there were also like side quests you could do, and they were they're very interesting. For instance, Tyler, uh, I don't know, you, you remember the robots one? I don't know if you want to go in depth on that, but Luke went and talked to the robot and couldn't understand him, so yeah. they switched this. 3PO, mm-hmm. speaker of six how many billion, languages? Six billion yeah. languages. <laughs> and and 3PO easily understood what yep. the robot was saying. So And it, it kind of kicked off a sort of like a quest line to be able to bring that character in and be able to play as them. So I, I love that about this too, that the open world aspect of it, the free play, so to speak, is, you know, it's not just there to just go mess around and break stuff, right? It's there's actually new characters you can get and control. There's stories that they're telling there. There's the the special uh, Kyber bricks that that they have that you can get. We saw you know one of the characters score a goal through a net to get one of those, and you're trying to collect them all. Yeah, like Grand and the Luke, number Grand I saw on the that. screen, the number I saw on the screen was 600. So there's a yeah. lot of them. Not quite the level of Korok seeds in yeah, Breath of the Wild, but 600 is nothing to shake your hand at or right. whatever the saying is. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. There'll be a lot uh, to do. A lot to yep. do. <laughs> I just, I, there are little things I noticed throughout, right? Like, I remember the guy, he was talking and he was saying that he took the Legos to the, the beach and mm-hmm. saw how they reacted with sand. So, you know, they're on. Tatooine, right? And because you're playing with sandy bricks, because uh, there's a lot of sand. So it, it's just stuff like that that, like, is super. It just helps with the immersion. Because if you're on a sandy planet and you're seeing, like, Legos that have. N- they just look brand new and clean. Yeah. You know, that's. I mean, it, it might look good, but it doesn't quite fit where they're at. So you can. I mean, I'm assuming, again, you know what happens when you assume, but I am. <laughs> inferring that they probably did this in other places like if you go to hoth the the legos might have ice on them you know and you see how it would look with snow and ice and i don't know i think that's really cool i'm I'm very excited for this game something that wasn't really quite on my thing going into e3 definitely came out being like you know i'm like not hesitantly it's like oh I went maybe dark horse excited for, I don't know. I can't find the word right now, but I'm like, that's the game. I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. I mean, I know we have all mm. these big ones, but Lego star Wars is like, it's sneaky. I guess sneaky good. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm actually really excited for it. And, well, I, and I, this, this is something that a couple days ago we had no clue was a real thing. Yeah, it's true. So we saw it at uh, the Xbox briefing on Sunday and and then here uh, on Tuesday we actually get to go in and see extended gameplay of it and and actually get to ask some questions and uh, everything like that and that was just awesome to to get a surprise like that and then be able to sort of deep dive it just a couple of days later was really cool so uh, love that and yeah I'm with you on the the kind of the the degree that they went for a level of authenticity in this game even in a Lego game where you Maybe wouldn't expect that, but what I'll, what I'll also say is the the meticulousness that they had with constructing ships and structures and things like that on a Lego is really impressive. It took weeks to build some of the ships. They talked about I think Jabba's uh, sail barge took weeks to put together, and and they blew it up in like three seconds. 
No, it wasn't a sail barge. It was a uh, Star Destroyer. Oh, yes. Star Destroyer. Okay. So, I remember we saw the sail barge on, or we saw his palace on Tatooine. Did we, I think we saw his barge too, didn't we? I think. But, yes. Yeah. And, yeah, it took weeks and weeks, weeks to build some of this stuff. And, they, you know, because they wanted it to actually look like Legos, uh, which was cool because we saw that at the Xbox briefing too with uh, Forza. They had a Lego car. And... Imagine how long it took to build that thing. And they, they did this for almost every vehicle and structure that we would know from Star Wars, from all nine movies. And super impressive that they went to that length to get it right. So, uh, yes. yeah. So let's uh, let's turn over to the interview now. We got a chance. And, you know, huge kudos to WB here. Uh, WB Games. They, we walked up after we saw it. We were really excited. We loved the demo. We walked up and said, Hey, you know, do you have any interview opportunities available? And they were super accommodating, almost too accommodating. <laughs> and, 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 uh, we weren't expecting to get it right away, but they're like, yeah, let's go. So a minute later, we're setting up, you know, the camera and getting the mic ready. And I got a chance to interview, uh, Anna. She is the design manager on Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. And uh, we got a chance to interview her. Check out YouTube, the Gaming Hub Podcast, if you want to see the video version of it. We'd appreciate that. If you head on over there and hit like and subscribe to us if you haven't yet. But here's the audio version. And I uh, hope you Hey, this is Tyler from the Gaming Hub. We just saw the demo for LEGO Star Wars, the Skywalker Adventures. I'm here with Anna, who is the design manager for the game. And first, I got to say, the game looks tremendous. And I've been a fan of LEGO games for a long time. And to see the evolution of them... And what you can do in this game is just amazing. And the, talk about it a little bit. Like, what's different about this one versus other LEGO Star Wars games that we might remember? Okay, so you might have seen in the demo already, as soon as we jumped in at Tatooine, yeah. that the camera is much closer into the player. So it feels already like a completely different experience. It's much, much more close in and personal. Um, as well, you've also got the kind of new tech that we've now got. So the environments look incredible. You've got more control than ever before as well. So you've seen with the use of the force, how you can use that, you can stack objects, mm -hmm. do the Jedi mind tricks, yep. there's so much there. And also the combat, that's completely different whether you're playing as like a blaster character, whether you're playing as a force user, there's so many different ways that you can kind of interact and do things within our games now. And then what we saw today wasn't even campaign. It was what we would normally, or formally maybe call free play, right? And but there's so much more you can do in it this time around. So it looks like there's little missions you can do and take advantage of different characters and explore the world and do different things and land on different spots in each planet. Yeah, that's completely correct. You're able to do all those things. So whether that's kind of different quests or puzzles, yeah. we've now got kind of loose kyber bricks. So kind of you can explore a lot more and really kind of uh, feel what Star Wars is all about and kind of what everyone loves about it. Mm -hmm. Great. So uh, what's your favorite moment from the game so far? Something you can share that uh, I know there's some things you can't share. I, I could ask you to tell us what happens in episode nine. I'm not going to do that. But uh, I'm sure you know already. No. <laughs> but no, we won't ask you to do that. So what's, uh, what's your favorite thing from the game so far? When you, when you played it, you were like, wow, that's awesome. Um, I just think it's how you're able to use the force. I just think it's incredible. Like, it's so intuitive. Like the way you can kind of move the objects around and stack them when you're using it in combat, it just it just means for so many funny, incredible moments. Like it really, when you're playing it through so many of those different levels, it it, it feels just so organic and amazing, definitely. 
and the the ships and all the things in the game were built ground up with Legos, right? So it's all authentic. And I know they talked about one took weeks to build and they blew it up in about three seconds. So what's that like for the team that works so hard at that? No, they love it too. Yeah, yeah. they absolutely love being able to kind of build all those ships and kind of, they are huge, huge fans of Star Wars, so many of them. And they just absolutely love working on this game. They've just put so much time and effort to just making those vehicles look absolutely incredible. All right, so where can people learn more about it? Um, they can learn more about it at the website, which is um, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. And uh, when can we get our hands on it and play it? Uh, it's just next year, so 2020, yeah. So that's it. This is Anna again, design manager for Star Wars, Lego, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. It looks fantastic. Great job. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you. So let's go into a game now that you got a chance to get hands on with, and you absolutely love. I didn't. I didn't get hands on with this. Oh no! Yeah, that's right. So, sorry, it seemed like it because you were you were there uh, uh, watching it up close. But it was uh, you absolutely loved it. Uh, a game called uh, Chris Tales. Yes. And uh, tell us a little bit about it first of all. All right. So I watched the announcement trailer, and I'm like, okay. Like, because I wanted to see what stuff we were going to see before going in. And I'm like, okay, it looks good. But I saw people saying it like they were like super pumped for it. I'm like, interesting. I Maybe I missed something in the trailer. And when I rewatched the trailer or when I saw it, right, because they showed us the trailer right before they played the demo. Uh, so when I when I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, I did miss it because apparently I was just I was only half paying attention to the trailer when I watched it the first time or something. I don't know. Anyways, the game is like a classic JRPG, right? But there's there's a twist. So the the main character uh, can can see into the past and and into the future and in the present, and you can use and they use that in in the in the game, right? So, for instance, in the demo they showed, they were, they were doing like a quest where like the in the future two of the buildings were like run down, right? And so they had to, she had to go back to the past to figure out why or mm-hmm. basically why that was happening. So real real, um, real, or, real quick, Stephen. So if we want to if we want to help put a picture in the mind of everybody at home listening or in their car or wherever, think of the screen having three sections to it, and the middle section is the present, yeah. the right side of the screen is the future, right, and the left side is the past. Correct. Yes. And that's uh, how you see it. So you can actually move your character and that'll adjust their line of vision because of the center of where the character is is always um, uh, the the present, present. right? So, yep. yeah. So you move to see kind of how the decisions you make impact the future and, you know, all that, all that type of thing. So just put an uh, image in everybody's head. Go ahead, Stephen. Continue. Sorry. Yeah, yeah you're, good. you're good. You're good. I should have explained that. Sorry. Um, so... Like, first of all, it's like a hand-drawn game as well. It's absolutely gorgeous. I cannot, like, it's just one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen based on the art style. Like, seriously, go watch the trailer. There is a demo on Steam, too, you can check out. Uh, But anyways, so basically the quest was, you know, you had to talk to someone, figure out why the houses would get destroyed, and then you had to, like, solve a little puzzle using some of the time uh shifting mechanics because you have the ability to send a like you have a frog with you you can send it into the past or the future and and then they had she had to make a choice of which one to save 
and and that's going to affect based on what they told us going to affect things later in the game basically maybe stuff you can buy from different shops because one will be destroyed and one won't i we weren't i didn't get quite sure how far into the future that was uh, i don't know if yeah, I, I bet I you it's one of those things they didn't want to spoil and it right. might change in the story as well what I, what I thought was cool though real quick when you talk about the frog when you send him into the past he's now like a tadpole so he yeah. can get into real small places and and uh get into spaces that you might not be able to get into right now in the present and in the future he's is he stronger what was it um, no he's just old he's just older so he, he's a little like a slower big, big toad yeah oh yeah he's old oh uh, yeah so yeah. so a big slow guy i love that that type of attention to detail Oh yes, uh, in the game. So keep going. I, I know you loved this game. Oh, I did. I did. It was one of my games of E3. Uh, Might have been my favorite, to be honest with you. Uh, anyways, so I, I just want to talk about the combat because um, that's like, you know, a good JRPG needs good combat, right? If you're if you're playing a JRPG and the combat's not very fun, you're not going to stick around, no matter how good the story is. But in this one, you can like use the past and the future to change change characters like some characters might be a little weaker but quicker in the past than they are in the present or they might be you know stronger but slower in the future and you can change based on that but there's also puzzles there uh i guess well quick spoiler i know some people like to know nothing about this but i i think it's worth mentioning so you know maybe advance 20 seconds if you really don't want to hear it but anyways there was a a moment where they're in a battle and they're fighting against a metal shield and like right there it clicked and cause they had a water spell or sorry, I saw the water spell and then I knew. So they, they used the water spell on the metal shield and then they like advanced time to the future uh, on that side of the screen. And now the shields rusted and they could get through. And I just love that sort of stuff. It, Divinity Original Sin was one of those games that like does that really well where you can combine elements in ways that make sense. And there's some games where it just doesn't. And and so I really like when it when you can do stuff like that and all the you know abilities, the spells, and it all it all just works together and makes like logical sense. I love puzzles like that. And I, I hope there's a bunch more like that. But the game's absolutely gorgeous. The gameplay looked extremely fun. I do as soon as I get home, I'm gonna download the demo on Steam and and try to try to get some gameplay in. Maybe make a video for you guys too, uh, or, or just at least stream it because I I just cannot wait for this game. I think it comes out early next year, maybe late this year. And I I just oh yeah, 2020. So yeah, was this I, PC only? I don't think so. It might okay. be. We'll try to get that, and if we find out after, we'll leave it in the show notes. Yeah. No, it it looks like it's for everything. Okay, cool. Awesome. So, yeah, yeah, this week it's one of the best games we've seen, and I I know you love it. It, It's near the top of your list. Yes. And, uh, you know, for me, I I don't know if I'd put it that high, but not because the game's not impressive. It's super impressive. It's just, you know me, I'm more of the pew-pew type of player. And, uh... You know, that doesn't mean that I can't look at this and see what you're seeing. It, it looks great. And I think anybody who likes games like this should absolutely try this game. I think you're you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't. And the thing is, like, you know, the, the cyberpunks and 
Jedi Fallen Order and Doom Eternal, like they get plenty of attention here. It's games like this that you really get to see uh, for the first time. And, you know, we didn't know anything about this game really before, you know, jumping in and seeing it. And it walked away really impressed. So, yeah, if you're if you're into this type of thing at all, I think Steve would agree with me. Absolutely get this game and, and give it a go. And like you said, oh, there yeah. is that demo, which is about, what, a 40-minute demo, I think, right? Yeah, I on, think that's what they said. Yep, on Steam. Minutes. So, yeah, give it a go. And uh, I think I mean, you'll be really happy with what you saw. It's uh, it's just a super cool idea. And that's one thing I really love in games is just new ideas. Yes. So it's a, it's a cool concept that changes, that makes it different from other games that, you know, might be like, like it in terms of combat mechanics or whatever. So, all right, that's Chris Tales. And I want to talk about one more game here that we got to see. And, and this one was hands-on right nope. with, uh, no you, this oh yeah the uh they played the demo and, and we watched that's why that's right so uh ari and the secret of seasons and as you can tell we're tired <laughs> i can't remember <laughs> if it's hands-on or not but uh ari and the secret of seasons this one also really cool idea and, and you know different take on, on the concept and you're actually using different seasons to change the environment around you and help you navigate and help you kind of make your way through the world, uh, among other things. So, Stephen, I know you were high on this one as well, oh, and yes. you got a chance to do an interview afterward. But first, talk about, you know, your impressions of the game and, you know, give everybody a little bit of a taste of what it is and then kind of just talk about what stood out to you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Aerie, actually, because I think when I – I remember them saying that her name – her full name was Ariel, and she goes by Aerie. So okay. my bad. Uh, yeah, sorry out there, Ari. <laughs> Another gorgeous-looking game that seemed to be the theme of the the modus uh, modus. I might pronounce that wrong. I hope I don't pronounce that wrong. But um, of that booth, uh, I could have spent you know a few more hours there seeing because they had a, a couple other games. I kind of wanted to see everything because the two games we did see, like I just absolutely loved. And so I know they had Trine Four or maybe Trine Five. I, I, you know, I'm tired. Anyways, so. The game, it's like, it's an open world, puzzly action game. Think like Legend of Zelda, but smaller scale. And based on what we saw, it's not super dungeon heavy, but more of the like puzzly action. So they, he was in the the spring or when he was showing the, the, the demo, they were in the spring and then... They had to go, and you could he could change the seasons, and it changed the like, com, or it changed the way the thing looked. Like when he put the winter, there was what looked to be kind of like a winter fortress, but you couldn't get the full picture of it because it uh, they were like the seasons got messed up. Like that's the thing you're trying to fix the seasons, and each season changes the layout, right? So when it's snowy and the water ices over, but when you change it to spring you know, you can now go swimming. And so they mentioned that there'll be some exploration stuff and might be some chess hidden in places. So you gotta, you gotta put your thinking caps on. Right. Um, but they kind of showed us like the boss fight, uh, where you, you could shoot the, the season onto this special like item. I forget what they called it. And it, it kind of makes 
a bigger version of the season, so you have a little more room to maneuver. Yeah. But it it involved like climbing a platform because the 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 boss was like rising up and it was mm -hmm. making the ice fortress rise up. But you had to like platform up the the giant fortress before it got too high because otherwise it went back to being spring and the ice fortress was not there. Or it might have been summer. To be honest, um, it was hard to tell some of those seasons apart, especially the spring and the summer one. I could tell fall because it was rainy. I think it was fall that was rainy. And then obviously winter has the ice. But I just yeah. I see a lot of potential with that game. And I really enjoyed what we saw. The combat, um, it was good-ish. I, I think it'd be better to play than it will be to watch someone play, to be quite, to be quite honest. But... I, I'm not gonna play that game for the combat. It's all strictly for the the puzzly exploration adventure mm. part. Does that that just absolutely stunning uh, to look at and play, yeah. or yeah, you know? And I can see a lot of fun puzzles being there. Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of got the same impressions you did while we were while we were there. And you know, Sebastian, who we got a chance to talk to at at the booth uh, with that game. And he kind of walked us through it and was explaining a lot of stuff to us. You know, he was great. And you could tell from him, too, just the the excitement that he had about the game. And, you know, most developers are excited about their game, right? But but sometimes you just see the really feel the passion in, in somebody. And I, I think we did with him. I did anyway. And, and it was really cool just to see kind of how excited he was and proud he was of, of what what they'd made with it. And... Uh, you got a chance to do an interview with him. I did. And uh, this was, again, after we had seen him kind of walk us through the demo. But, uh, you know, any do you want to introduce it in, in any way? And, and then we'll give everybody a chance to listen to it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I did get to interview him. He was a super nice guy. I really enjoyed that interview. I... I felt like I was being – we were kind of in the middle of the walkway, so I didn't have as much time as I had wanted with – with him because I could have spent another five minutes because like I said, like the game, it just looks great and it it looked like it played really, really, really well. And I I love the puzzly elements and being able to change seasons. I like both the games we saw from Modest Games or Modest Games. Oh, I need to get the actual pronunciation of their that they're the the publishers. Mm -hmm. Um so cause each of those games were developed by different people. But uh each they all had different they had stuff, what do you call it? Like gaming, um, things you wouldn't normally see, right? Being able to change the seasons, which affects yeah. the world around it. Mm -hmm. And being able to change, you know, the going from past to present, like different hooks that you just don't normally see. And it, yeah. it all like made for some really fun looking games that I just can't wait to get my hands on. And I really wish it was coming sooner than 2020 because both that, have yeah and I, i'm in agreement with you that's the thing for me if, if you're if your game isn't huge epic triple a then it's got to be unique and stand out and do something different and both of these games did that yeah we i don't talked about. i don't think it has to do something different but i'm I just saying for really me helps. i'm saying for me it helps it right it helps um, me remember it yeah, no, but Sorry. they, they, yeah. So anyways, back to the interview. I interviewed Sebastian. Yeah. I could have done with more time, but he can explain, he's going to explain all the stuff uh, 
better than I could because it was his game. And but like super awesome dude, really loved interviewing him. Uh, it was one of my first interviews I ever done too. It yeah. was my second, but yeah. So <laughs> give a listen. Hi. Hello, I'm Steven from the Gaming Hub, coming at you with Sebastian from Modus Games, here to talk about Ari and the Secret of the Seasons. Alright, uh, so can you tell us a little bit about your game, Sebastian? Yeah, Ari is an adventure platform puzzle game. Uh, it has uh, a lot of new... I don't... sorry. It's, it's live or... Uh, I will start again? Okay, okay. Uh, so Ari is a puzzle platform adventure action. Uh, it's a new type of game where you can control the seasons. It's actually never have been before, uh, especially in 3D. And yeah, it's uh, a. <laughs> yeah, you walked me through playing that, and uh, we saw how the seasons can affect the way the landscape yeah. is. How will that be implemented in the game? So you have like different approach uh, to use the seasons. The the first approach is I can freeze down the the areas and you have like a lot of different implementation with water. You can walk on top of water. You can also create platforms with ice, uh, and you can use different seasons like spring as well, where you can climb on top of uh, vines or other things like that. Yeah, and we saw how you can kind of explore the world by changing up the landscape by switching seasons. Will there be things you can collect down there or find that might otherwise be hidden using the changes of the seasons yeah we, with having like four different worlds at the same time that are running it's a very nice way to hide a lot of th stuff in there and you can like hide a, a big chest behind a behind a waterfall you freeze down the waterfall then everything disappears in there and you can climb up and take that chest yeah it sounds very exciting um is it going to be a open world or is it going to be levels what's the how's that going to be so it's going to be closer to what we used to have, what was uh, what is called Hub World. Uh, so there is like four different regions in the game, and those four different regions are hubs that are connected to one main central point, uh, which we'll call the Dome of Season. Okay, and um, we saw a little bit about the combat. Are there going to be a lot of different enemy types, or how is that going to work? Uh, if I recall, I think there is like six between six and eight enemies, uh, the, I mean, uh, the small enemies, and then on top of that we have like a big boss battle. Uh, we have five different big boss, ba big boss battle, uh, and that's kind of like, an, it's an interesting approach because we have uh, the enemies that react differently to seasons. We have some uh, one enemy, for example, it's called a mandrake. It looked more like a potatoes, but we call that a mandrake anyway. Uh, <laughs> And that enemy, for example, in winter, he have like ice fists, and he's like super strong. And within one or two hit, he might be able to kill you. Uh, but then, if you put him in autumn, he's like getting like super thin. And with one or two hit on your side, you can kill him. Uh, we have other what you've seen in the demo, for instance. We have also what we call the mini ice golem. Those one are like little golems that were that were spinning, and those one only exists in winter. Uh, so if you remove the seasons, they're not there anymore. Yeah, and the artwork and the, the sound looked, looked absolutely amazing and sounded amazing. Could you tell us when the game is coming out? So the game is planned to be uh, to Q1 uh, 2020. Uh, we don't exactly know the dates because it might depend to what's in front of us. So. Uh, what systems will it be for? Sorry? What systems will it be for? It's going to be for all platforms, Switch included, uh, PS4, Xbox and PC. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to get my hands on this. Uh, can you tell us where we can find the game? 
What do you mean? Uh, like, where can we find you? Uh, are you guys on Twitter or any of oh, that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we are on Twitter. It's uh, Ari Seasons. Uh, we are on Facebook as well, but we don't follow that much Facebook. Uh, and Instagram as well, uh, Ari Season again. Uh, we have a website, ari-game.com, uh, and also on Modus website. All right, well, thank you, Sebastian. I'm really excited to get to play this game in, in a little under a year's time. And thank you for your time. This is Steven from the Game Hub, signing off. What do you say about these three games that we just talked about before we wrap up? No, they, I mean, they were all really good looking, really excited to get my hands on them. The gameplay looks really fun. And I'm just excited to, I can't wait for them to come out. And unfortunately, the theme of this E3 so far has been 2020 and nothing changed there. So, you know, yeah. if the next six months could hurry up and we can start getting in to next year, I'll, I'll be happy. You're, you're, Though there right. are some the, games coming you're right. The theme of this E3 has been basically wait till 2020, not just for releases of games that we're seeing here. But also, you know, we saw Xbox kind of like, well, just wait till next year. You know, now then you'll see some gameplay and all that type of thing. So, yeah, that's kind of been the theme here. It, we're sort of in a holding pattern, but we've still gotten to see some really cool stuff and we want to share it with you. So, all right. Steven, uh, I bet you could use some sleep. Yes, I could. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. So... Uh, we're going to say goodbye to everybody here. And, like, again, this has been a, a special extra episode. Uh, not sure which episode number it'll be. And uh, we'll we'll get that in the title. But, uh, you know, thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the interviews. And, uh, like I said, if you want to catch the video version, head on over to YouTube. The Gaming Hub Podcast there. So, all right. Uh, for Steve and I, I'm Tyler saying thank you so much. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.